0: Jacobsen uh, the the channel is connected Jacobsen thank you Uh, I think
1: as we are back, I just wanted to, for the purposes of talking to South Africans out there, especially those who may have not been following the deliberations of the committee as we started, just to indicate that right from the beginning of the meeting, one would have clarified that we would have partial closing of the meeting Uh, However, we started firstly with uh, the first item of the committee, which was open to the public. It was a report from Yusuf on the non-achievements as they were identified, also by the report of the Auditor General. And we kept that uh, open to the public because there was also nothing to hide in terms of the scrutiny we need to do. I had also presented to the committee the request that was made. and The committee have also received a legal opinion uh, from the uh, parliament. And I've also made uh, similar contacts with the House Chair as advised by the legal department uh, with regards to the item that would partially uh, do in the uh, close meeting. And that item did not relate to the Auditor General or any disputes with the Auditor General's report Wise, As we begin to hear that that's what's being fed to South Africans, necessarily it's been about a turnaround strategy so referred to the post office of the future, accepting the current challenges that are faced uh, by the post office and how it turns itself uh, to be uh, viable as a post office. That presentation would have not been circulated to members given the sensitivity of uh, the commercial information uh, contained. And of course the presentation uh, in its nature presents an opportunity for an elaborative uh, way of uh, explaining some of the points so that when members make observations and recommendations, uh, they are quite aware of what is involved. And I want to confirm that the committee would have agreed uh, to that there's not been a dissenting view in fact, it became quite clearer, as the presentation would have been made, uh, that indeed uh, part of the information that's presented may have created problems not only for the entity, but also uh, for those that relate commercially to the to the entity. Uh,
0: and therefore, in, in my view, it's, it is in strict uh, yeah,
1: conforming to the rules of the house one eight four in particular and that that discretion has not just been applied as said in item twenty of the legal opinion we've received, but one sought to get the committee to agree so so that's how we would have agreed to proceed in that way, however, because the post of remains an important uh, entity uh, to South Africans, uh, especially uh, are applying outlying areas that have experienced problems of uh, uh, the post office uh, as their main entry point to services of government. We then agreed also that uh, whilst we may have not had the presentation uh, details uh, put uh, publicly, we should uh, also make reflections on the observations of made, as well as the recommendations we are making in attaining that post office of the future uh, as per the presentation, and that would also form a statement uh, of the committee uh, on those views. Just to ensure that even those that may have not been following the discussions of the committee would also pick that up in the in the statement that the committee would make. So I just thought it's important that one makes that point. Uh, And this would have not been for the first time we are faced with such a situation. When we're dealing with the turnaround strategy of the SAPC, on matters that related to commercial, we had made a similar application. And that's how we handled uh, the matters. In that score, so so it won't be about anything else, uh, but to make sure that uh, we, we do not uh, put the entity in an unfair uh, situation or in a disadvantage as far as commission interests are concerned. And I hope that clarifies uh, the matter, and that South Africans could be given uh, proper information of what really uh, happened. Uh, But of course, uh, for those South Africans who are following the discussions, uh, whether from Parliament uh, YouTube streaming, uh, they would have uh, picked up at what point did we close and what were the conditions of that, and we're adhering uh, to those. Just to indicate that from a point of uh, the observations uh, that we have made, having received the presentation, uh, firstly, as I said, indeed, it became clear uh, that we needed to agree to the protection of uh, commercial interest if the turnaround strategy of getting the post office out of uh, its current challenges And, and finally get to be profitable, uh, that we needed to go that route. But secondly, that our understanding is quite uh, clear that there have been many turnaround strategies presented by the post office. What has been lacking has been the implementation. And we've come to a realization as the presentation would have given us uh, the information available that, uh, indeed, without funding uh, the strategy, uh, there would be uh, challenges of implementation. It doesn't matter how many boards, uh, how many executives you, you bring on board, need assistance to get out of uh, uh, its challenges. Of course, quite clearly that uh, whatever funding you look at, it should not be about throwing it uh, to problems. But it must be about the implementation of the strategy such that the post office is able to run on its own. Uh, We've also noted uh, uh, the gaps which may need to be looked at uh, in terms of learning from the previous situations uh, that the Treasury, uh, the social development uh, may also need to be met. Uh, whether at portfolio level uh, or uh, meeting uh, the necessary departments, just to ensure that there is support for the turnaround strategy to be realized. Of course, that will also give an opportunity to make a reflection on why the other uh, strategies didn't work even at the time uh, that there were bailouts that were given to them. So there's also uh, accountability uh, for what we do and, and and what we say in order to get uh, these appropriations made to the institutions. So so that's 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 really that. But we the last point would be that uh, we we've also made this point uh, that even if we receive the money, we would also have to prove beyond reasonable doubt that there's capacity uh, in SAPO, starting from the board and the vacancies that exist in the executives, uh, that they are in line with such a strategy for it to be uh, really implemented. And and of course, our recommendations are, are quite clear, having made those observations, that one, the committee indeed supports the turnaround strategy and from what has been presented if if uh, supported also from a point of funding uh, and and there's implementation uh, the post office should be able to uh, to turn around uh,
0: uh,
1: of course with the support on all the things that need to happen to make it, uh, to make it work. Uh, the other point would have raised is that uh, indeed, uh, like I said, would need uh, the support from Treasury, the social uh, development to also just deal uh, with some of the matters uh, that needs to
0: be
1: on the delivery of services, on we would need to uh, look at that. Uh, of course, support that we do need a joint project team uh, that involves treasury, uh, social development, uh, in that, as well as uh, the department, uh, just to make sure that uh, SAPO is indeed focused uh, on its implementation of uh, uh, the strategy. This also means revising the corporate strategy of
2: uh,
1: SAPO to uh, really focus on the implementation of the turnaround strategy, and that the committee would then be briefed uh, in terms of milestones in the delivery of that turnaround uh, strategy by by SAPO. Of course, uh, from the committee side, having looked at the funding that goes to universal service obligations uh, and the presentation made by SAPO. We want that as part of a discussion with the Treasury. Uh, A funding model uh, is is something to consider uh, in order to ensure that uh, those are not not compromised, as, as one would have said, uh, our recognition of SAPO is that it's at this point the main entry point on government services, especially in the rural areas uh, where our people are found. So, in that score, would they uh, really uh, expect that uh, there would be support for a look on the funding model uh, uh, given the presentation uh, that we have received? So, so they expect a movement in that regard. And this is the point unfortunately that they've also made when we're dealing with the SAPC as it relates to the part of SAPC being uh, a public broadcaster that must give uh, the public broadcasting services uh, without depending uh, on commercial interest that comes through the commercial arm. Uh, I think that's that's an important point to to still make as we deal with uh, with SAPO, uh in this regard. So so this uh, in the main is uh, what we would call uh, the summary uh, of uh, the observations and recommendations uh, we've made, and and indeed at the implementation level, we'll still uh, keep uh, the South Africans uh, quite aware of what is happening. Uh, and and we have really made it a point that we we really encourage the minister, the, the board, and the executives uh, in SAPO that as we do this, like we observe, we should really ensure that labor is taken on board and all other stakeholders are taken on board so that we all move together in getting the post office uh, of uh, tomorrow that we are looking at, uh, that is relevant with times, uh, but giving excellent service to our people. So that's, that's really the, the summary. As I said, we'll also issue out the statement uh, of the committee in this regard. Uh, thanks, uh, honorable members, that concludes that item. We are left with uh, two very short items. Uh, first item being the minutes, and the last item is on adoption of reports for appointments in the SAPC board, MDDA board, and the ICASA council.
2: Uh,
0: Ajira, if you can flight those. I minutes mean, first of March, Chairperson. Honourable Members, we are now in the minutes of uh, the first uh, of of March. We're now on observations. Uh, recommendations. Can I then get a mover? One second. Chairperson, I so
2: move. Honourable Member, can I then have a second? A second, Chair. Okay, thank you, Honorable
0: Gumbo. for a second. Can we get to the next set of minutes? The minutes of the eighth. If there are no corrections to be made, may I also get a mover and seconder? Can I get a mover and seconder for the eighth? I saw a move chairperson. Another moves. Can I get a seconder? Seconded by
1: the Honorable Dr. Basso, So the minutes have been seconded.
2: Uh, The next item will be dealt with by Tembi Kosi, Chairperson. thank you. Um,
1: uh, Mr. Ngoma, as I said, then there would be a presentation of the reports for adoption. These reports would have been circulated to honourable members so as to better prepare for the committee. Uh, These are reports emanating from the subcommittees appointed in terms of uh, the rules of the National Assembly by the committee, which uh, provides that the committee could appoint a subcommittee to focus on a particular transport report to the committee, for which the committee would be able to report back uh, to the House when the data arrives. In this call, we would have had vacancies in the MTDA board, uh, like I said, then the SABC, as well as the ICASA uh, Council, Uh, would then, given the fact that the reports were circulated uh, to members, will then flag the report and allow Mr. Ngoma to uh, through the reports so that we are also sure you have the same reports and will then move on each of them for actual formal adoption of the report, which report will then be able to send to the house. Uh, Mr. Ngoma, uh, I'm sure you are
3: ready. Uh- uh, thank you very much, Chairperson. Uh, yes, indeed, I am ready. Uh, good afternoon, Chairperson uh, member, Honourable Minister, uh, uh, colleagues, and guests. Chairperson, uh, before, before you is the draft report, which will, upon the adoption uh, of it by this committee, become a report of the Committee on Communications on the filling of two vacancies on the Media Development and Diversity Agency Board the MDDA, dated 15 March 2022. The Portfolio Committee on Communications, having considered the request from the Minister in the Presidency, planning, monitoring, and evaluation in respect of the two MDDA board vacancies, reports as follows. A letter dated 26 May 2020 was received from the Minister in the Presidency informing the National Assembly of the expiry of terms of office of Dr. Nombeko Mbava and Ms. Martina Dela Togna, on the board of the Media Development and Diversity Agency in October 2020 and requesting the National Assembly to initiate the process to fill the vacancies in terms of the MDDA Act, Act No. 14 of 2002. The committee considered the letter from the minister in the presidency and resolved that the secretariat may proceed with the process of publishing an advertisement in the media calling for the nomination of persons to fill the two vacancies on the MDDA board. The advertisement was published in all 11 official languages in two national newspapers, two regional newspapers, and seven community media newspapers, and 56 nominations were received. Chaperson, I just want to repeat this part that seven community media newspapers were used to advertise for these two vacancies. The committee further established a seven member subcommittee consisting of four members from the ANC, one member from the DA, one member from the EFF, and one member from the Inkata Freedom Party to oversee the process of filling the two vacancies on the MDDA board and report back to it. On 31st August 2021, the subcommittee met to consider the criteria and skills required to fill the vacancies and unanimously recommended that the committee approve. The following shortlisted candidates, Ms. Martina De La Togna, Dr. Nombeko Mbava, Ms. Carol Mushala, Mr. Luzu Gobuku, Ms. Blaze Kutsi, Mr. Lionel Adendorf, Mr. Louis Siko, Mr. Raylan Fisher, Mr. Posa Mashangwane, Professor Siasanga Charlie, Ms. Nalini Maharaj, Mr. Masimene Lisiba, and Ms. Amante Mukubung. On 21, uh, my apologies, on 1 September 2021, the committee adopted the recommendation of the subcommittee and the candidates were interviewed on the 3rd and the 7th of September in 2021, with the exception of Dr. Nombeko Mbava, who withdrew from the process following her appointment to the Financial Fiscal Commission. All candidates' qualifications were verified with the Parliament's uh, uh, Human Resources Unit and uh, they came out positive, and the personnel said to suitability checks were conducted with the state security agency. On 10 March 2022, the subcommittee met and deliberated on the interviews and unanimously agreed to recommend to the committee that Ms. Martina de la Togna and Ms. Carol Muthala be appointed to fill the two vacancies on the MDDA board. On 15 March 2022, which is today, the committee met to consider the recommendation of the subcommittee and the committee unanimously recommends that the National Assembly approve the names of Ms. Martina de la Togna and Ms. Carol Mutlala for appointment to the MDDA board for a full four-year term. This report, if adopted, will be tabled to the National Assembly for consideration. Thank you
0: very much, Person. Thank you, Mr. Oman,
1: for the presentation. As I said, the report would have been circulated to members well in advance after the subcommittee uh, would have looked at uh, the report. May I now uh, invite members uh, who want to speak on the report, if there are any corrections to be made, and so on, or clarities uh, in that score, uh, before we
2: get to move on the report.
1: You will help me, uh, Mr Goma, if I do not see uh, any person on my side.
2: Otherwise, I do not see uh, any
1: member with one clarity or correction on anything. May I then, uh, for formality, get a mover and seconder uh, for the adoption of this report?
2: I move, Chairperson.
1: Yes. Honorable Major Zemoves, can I get a seconder?
2: Can I get a seconder?
1: Honorable Kubega seconder. Honorable a seconds. Uh, any objection to the adoption of the report? No objection. The report is agreed to. We'll now get to the next report
2: on the SAPC.
3: Thank you very much, Sheperson, and uh, honorable members. Uh, Chairperson, this is a draft report of the Portfolio Committee on Communications on the filling of a vacancy on the South African Broadcasting Corporation, SABC Board, dated 15 March 2022. The Portfolio Committee on Communications, having considered the request from the Minister of Communications and Digital Technologies to fill a vacancy on the SABC Board, reports as follows. A letter dated 22 July 2020 was received from the Minister of Communications and Digital Technologies informing the National Assembly of the resignation of Ms. Benedict, M- Benedict Muthian from the board of the SADC and requesting the National Assembly to recommend, in accordance with the provisions of the Broadcasting Act 1999, Act 4 of 1999, a suitable candidate to fill the above-mentioned vacancy for the unexpired portion of the period for which the the vacating board member had been appointed for. Uh, The committee considered the letter from the Minister of Communications and Digital Technologies and resolved that the Secretariat may proceed with the process of publishing an advertisement in the media calling for the nomination of persons to fill a vacancy on the SABC board. The advertisement was published in all 11 South African official languages in two national newspapers, two regional newspapers, and seven community media newspapers, and 69 nominations were received. What we always try uh, and do when we have uh, uh, adverts, a number of adverts going out is when uh, the advertising agency, we often request them that uh, they split the adverts among uh, the various community newspapers, at the same time ensuring that uh, all the regions are covered. Uh, the committee further established a seven-member subcommittee consisting of four ANC members, one DA, one EFF, and one IFP to oversee the process of filling the vacancy on the SABC board and report back to it. On 31st August 2021, the subcommittee met to consider the criteria and skills required to fill the vacancy and unanimously recommended that the committee approve the following shortlisted candidates. Mr. Mpotseidu, Dr. Nomego Mbava, Ms. Nalini Maharaj, Ms. Barbara Sangweni, Dr. Renee Horn, and Ms. Namile Masango. On 1 September 2021, the committee adopted the recommendation of the subcommittee. The candidates were interviewed on Friday 3 September 2021, with the exception of Dr. Nombegombava, who withdrew from the process following, the following her appointment to the Financial Fiscal Commission. All candidates' qualifications were verified with Parliament's Human Resources Unit, and personnel personnel suitability checks were conducted with the state security agency. On 10 March 2022, the subcommittee met and deliberated on the interviews and unanimously agreed to recommend to the committee that Dr. Renee Horn be appointed to fill the vacancy on the SABC board for the remainder of the term of the member that has vacated. On 15 March 2022, the committee met to consider the recommendation of the subcommittee. The committee unanimously recommends that the National Assembly approves the name of Dr. Renee Horn for appointment to the SABC board for the unexpired portion of the period for which the vacating board member had been appointment, appointed, which ends on 26 September 2022. Same as the previous report, Sheperson. Once this report is adopted by this committee, it will be tabled uh, to the National Assembly for consideration and approval. Thank you, Chairperson.
1: Thank you, uh, Mr. Ngoma. Uh, honorable members, like we did to the previous one, I'll check if uh, there are members who do want to make any corrections or comments at this point or will formally move for the adoption of the report. You will also assist me, Mr. Ngoma, that I do not leave anybody behind. Uh,
2: Chairperson from my aside. side, I don't see
1: any hands. I don't see any hands. To, may I then get the member to move and a seconder. In that score
0: for the adoption of the report. Can I get a mover? I move that the report, Mr. Chair. Uh,
1: honorable Combo moves. May I get a seconder? Chairperson, I saw second. Honorable uh, seconds. May I just check if there's any objection in us adopting this report? No objection. The report is agreed to.
3: And this takes us to. Should I proceed, Chair? Yes, please proceed. Thank you very much, uh, Chairperson. Uh, honorable members, uh, this is the third report of the Portfolio Committee on Communications on the filling of four vacancies on the Independent Communications Authority of South Africa, ICASA Council, dated 15 March 2022. The Portfolio Committee on Communications, having considered requests from the Minister of Communications and Digital Technologies to fill four vacancies on the ICASA Council, reports as follows. A letter was received from the Minister of Communications and Digital Technologies informing the National Assembly of the resignation with immediate effect of Mr. Zolani Jose Matthews, a councillor on the Council of ICASA, in addition to the resignation of Mr. Matthews, the minister informed the speaker of the terms of office of three other councillors that would expire on 20 September 2021. That was in reference to Ms. Pallis Akhadi, 25 September 2021, in reference to Advocate Democracy of Culture, and 31 January 2022, in reference to Ms. Tembe Gasimane, respectively. The minister requested the speaker to initiate the recruitment process in terms of section 5.1 of the Casa Act to fill the vacancies that the fill the vacancy that had arisen as a result of the resignation and the vacancies that would arise on the expiry of the terms of office of the three councillors that I have mentioned earlier. The committee considered the letters from the Minister of Communications and D- Digital Technologies and resolved that the secretariat may proceed with the process of publishing an advertisement in the media calling for the nomination of persons to fill the four vacancies on the Icasa Council. The advertisement was published in all 11 South African official languages, in two national newspapers, two regional newspapers, and seven community community media newspapers. The committee received 71 nominations, but considered only 69 nominations during shortlisting, following the withdrawal of Ms. Abongile Mashele and Mr. Lumkom Timde from the nomination process. The committee further established a seven-member subcommittee, four African National Congress, one Democratic Alliance, one Economic Freedom Fighters, and one Inkata Freedom Party to oversee the process of the filling of the four vacancies on the Ikasa Council and report back to it. On 31 August 2021, the subcommittee met to consider the criteria and skills required to fill the vacancies and unanimously recommended that the committee approve the following shortlisted candidates. Okay. Mr. Edmund Baloyi, Ms. Tigele Mushi, Mr. Dimitrios Martins, Ms. Ali Jose, Ms. Caroline Macharia, Mr. Mpotsedu, Advocate Magazo Kocha, Dr. Natalie Skippers, Mr. Charles Mabuza, Ms. Rosanna Jell, Mr. Ashraf Patel, Ms. Tabi Safaye, Ms. Dombeza Sitole, Mr. Musa Silo, Ms. Sese Tukomo, Dr. Pulane Mulukwane, Ms. Tembe Gassimane, Mr. Leon Lowe, Ms. Kellet Olifutane, Ms. Nombutuko Nondombana, Ms. Nokwanda Matendra, Mr. Tabo Makahe, and Dr. Olwe Tusipuka. On 1 September 2021, the committee adopted the recommendation of the subcommittee. And the candidates were interviewed on the 7th, 8th, and 10th September 2021, with the exception of Dr. Oluitusi Puka, Ms. Caroline Macharia, and Ms. Kilizoli Futane, who all withdrew from the process, citing different reasons. All candidates' qualifications were verified with, Par- with Parliament's Human Resources Unit, and personnel suitability checks were conducted with the State Security Agency. On 10 March 2022, the subcommittee met and deliberated on the interviews and unanimously agreed to recommend to the committee that the four vacancies be filled from the following seven candidates. Advocate Di Makato Kocha, Miss Numputuko Nontumbana, Miss Tikele Mushi, Miss Tabi Safaye, Miss Ndombiza Sitole, Miss Sese Tukomo, and Ms. Rosana Jell. Yes, Shepesin. The titles is not uh, are not the mistake. It's all Miss Yes Chaperson to be appointed to fill the four vacancies on the Icasa Council. And although the Icasa Act states that the National Assembly must submit to the minister a list of suitable candidates at least one and a half times the number of councillors to be appointed, the subcommittee agreed to add to the list the name of Miss Rosanna Gel as a seventh candidate. The decision to submit seven names was made mainly to assist the appointing authority in appointing from the same pool in an in an event that one of the appointed councillors vacated office few months after the appointment. This was evident from the vacancy which arose as a result of Mr Zolani Jose Matthew's resignation which occurred just few months after he was appointed to the council. And uh, we all know that at the time he was then appointed to class as a chief executive officer. Chairperson, on 15 March 2022, the committee met to consider the recommendation of the subcommittee. The committee unanimously recommends that the National Assembly approve the names of Advocate Dimagazo Kocha, Ms. Nompultuko Nontombana, Ms. Tikele Mushi, Ms. Tabisa Faye, Ms. Dombiza Sitole, Ms. Sese Tukomo, and Ms. Rosanna Jell. For submission to the Minister of Communications and, Digi- and Digital Technologies, in order for her to appoint four from the seven candidates as the Casa Councillors. Chairperson, thank you very much. That is the report of the committee, which will also be tabled to the National Assembly for consideration uh, uh, and uh, adoption. Chairperson, also just safe to mention that uh, uh, from the follow from the reports that have just gone through it, it looks like the committee has appointed only a miss. So seven uh, so the candidates is chairperson, all female that the committee is recommending for appointed for appointment to this board thank you chairperson
1: Thank you, Mr. Ngoma. I now see that uh, Honorable honorableos's hand is up um she would want to make a uh, comments or correction
2: yes chairperson um can uh, mr uh, uh... Mgoma check if um, the other one is not Mrs. Uh, Sitoli, cause I heard him saying the titles are the same. They are all Miss, but I remember that in the in the CV there's a Mrs. Not a Miss. So they might all be females, but <laughs> that is the difference. The title.
1: No. Uh, that, Mr. ngoma would. Uh... Respond uh, to, to this uh, honorable matros. I think it's purely from a point of formality. Uh, but you can proceed, Mr. Ngomo.
3: Uh. Definitely, it's purely from the point of formality. Thank you, Chen. Thank you, uh, Ms. Matros, for raising that. Uh, it was just meaning that it was an excitement, just meaning that this committee. Has just been uh, as recommended female candidates for appointment to this board. So thank you very much, Miss Matrosi. It's uh, yes, Mrs. ndombeza all. Thank you. Chair.
1: Okay. No. No. Thank you, Mr. Um, Mr. Ngoma, and and I'm sure there is a, a, an explanation in terms of how we got to seven and this one, uh, which we think the house would uh, consider. Remember, uh, honourable members, uh, I'm doing this especially for those that do not sit in the subcommittee because I did this in the subcommittee. Uh, that we had a uh, 2 and fro process for quite long on the appointment at that time, and, and it would have not been surprising before that people may consider other options uh, available to them. Uh, and in that score, we had a resignation within a month. In this case, looking at the time it has taken for us to complete this task, people may have already looked at uh, uh, other options, like we received declines, as the reports would say uh, earlier. So we may have a similar situation uh, in this regard, where you would exhaust the list, but still find that other people may be looking at other options. Offerings that would have been made to them, that the process of filling in uh, just a vacancy or two can be also quite costly in terms of uh, firstly the time, uh, the importance of uh, ensuring stability in the in the council itself, uh, but also from a cost point of view, uh, that you run a similar process uh, within a short uh, space of time. And, and, and the costs are not uh, changing based on number uh, that you put up for admit. So all these were considerations of uh, uh, the committee, as I say, including financial prudency, uh, uh, as, we, as we use the resources uh, of the state collected from the people. Uh, so it's 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 just important to emphasize that point. But I will now go, uh, because Honourable Machoso would have already spoken to corrections, uh, may I then get a mover for adoption
0: of the report uh, and the seconder? Can I get a mover? And the person I move,
2: Honorable for the adoption of the report with those corrections. Thank you. Uh,
1: Honorable Kubega has moved
0: for the adoption of the report. I get a seconder. I hope I'm audible. Uh,
1: and that there is no member who is speaking to himself or herself because of being muted. Sec- uh, uh,
2: chairperson, I, I saw a second.
1: second. Honorable Bogdani seconds. Um, is that Mr. Ngoma? Yes, Mr. Ngoma?
3: Yes, yes, it's me, Chaperson. Thank you very much, Chepesin, uh, if you had, uh, If you remember earlier when I indicated that Mr. Matisha was, uh, could not connect to the meeting, I indicated yes. that he had uh, a, a message for this part of the agenda of the committee. He requested that I, uh, I indicate to this committee that he supports all three reports of the committee, uh, that he has he had received via the email and support the appointment of all the candidates that I mentioned on the reports on behalf of the Congress of the People. Thank you, Chair.
1: Uh, thank you, Mr. Ngoma. Uh, we indeed have forgotten that point. Uh, it's important for our record, uh, especially because he didn't sit in the subcommittees, but would have uh, received the report well on time and and made a view there. So there is uh, support for the report. But for formality and, and recording, I, I now have to check if there's any objection to the adoption of this report by the committee.
2: So no objection, the report
1: is agreed to, and therefore would be sent to the house for consideration. Hajira uh, and Mr. Ngom, I take it that that was the last item for the meeting.
3: Yes, president. it was the last item. Thank you, Chair. No,
1: thank you. Uh, once again, I must say thank you, uh, honorable members. Uh, I, I see that the Minister is still uh, on the platform. We also thank you, Minister, for coming through uh, and be with the committee as we're going through all the other items from the first one up, up to now. Uh, we also really thank our Uh, members of civil society
2: department and uh, uh,
1: people from entities uh, with us uh, and those that uh, link us to South Africans in the form of the media uh, that you've been uh, taking interest uh, in the discussions uh, of the community. And I want to use this opportunity to once again uh, put the point Uh, that it is in our interest to keep South Africans informed of what we do. And and that's why we would issue statements where the need uh, arises. And and we want to assure South Africans uh, that whenever we would make uh, uh, decisions uh, to partially close the meeting, we would ensure at all times we follow uh, due processes. One of them being uh, that of complying with the rules as adopted by uh, by Parliament and and publicised uh, in that score for South Africans to to know them. Uh, but as I said, we just ensure that the public is informed uh, as these entities or departments are about the people, and as representatives of the people, elected from different political parties. In this committee in particular, uh, our approach has always been to put the people of the country first uh, and put our party lines uh, on the sides. Uh, uh, <clears throat> and I take it that in most instances, those party lines would be on the basis that they agree uh, to putting the South Africans' interest first. Uh, so that's how we're keeping it. Uh, and I'm also happy that it's reflected. In the adoption of the reports uh, by the committee, uh, having been deliberated uh, even in the subcommittees, and and put a unanimous voice uh, before South Africans that indeed we we always consider South Africans that come before the committee, especially on appointment of boards. Uh, but Mr. Ngoma, you you've you've raised a very important point that just from the MTDA up until. Uh, uh, indeed, it was about uh, gender equality uh, today uh, for a sustainable tomorrow uh, in practice. And we hope that uh, uh, South Africans do appreciate uh, that women are considered also looking at the skills uh, and how they perform in interviews, not just because they are women. But because they equally uh, can be in these boards and help the country to move forward. With that, thanks, honorable members. This concludes the business of this meeting. The meeting stays adjourned until we meet again as you rush to the house. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Jefferson. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Chair.